0: Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham.
1: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Chris Graham. Got Rod Mullins here with me a couple of days later than normal. I was on vacation for the last uh, few days down in uh, the beach area of Virginia. And uh, we're going to catch up on some NASCAR news. And we're actually going to start with some off the track news that uh, has our attention involving Rod's favorite NASCAR driver, uh, who's who usually we can't say his name, but we can't avoid it today, Denny Hamlin. Uh, making some news, Rod.
0: Yeah, uh, Denny Hamlin's making some news. Uh, rumor has it right now, and this was hot off the press from some of the NASCAR, uh, I guess, reporting groups that are out there. Uh, rumor has it right now that Smithfield is dropping their sponsorship after 10 years being with uh, Stuart Haas, I think is what they're going to be doing, or all together with, you know, number 10 or Eric Almirola, any way you want to look at it. Um The situation has led to the possibility, will Stuart Haas possibly switch car manufacturers? There's that rumor that's going around. Some people are saying, we're just getting set for the big announcement that's going to be coming soon, that Dodge could be re-entering the fray when it comes to NASCAR, because I don't see how you can go and continue, well... I guess, manufacturer loyalty or things like that or stuff that you need for your race team like he's doing right now in the NHRA. He's getting special, you know, things. He's driving a Dodge there in the drag racing part of his career. And so what better yet to be able to come over to NASCAR and bring them back and then they switch all over to Dodge. And then the most interesting story that's coming out of this is that Denny Hamlin still has not signed anything with Joe Gibbs Racing. He says it's on the horizon. Um, It may be so far off on the horizon right now that a lot of people are speculating that he may leave Joe Gibbs Racing and he may bring sponsorship or take sponsorship with him when he goes over to his own team, which is 2311 Motorsports. Now, here's where the problem lies. He can't go and drive. Another car, say for example, a Toyota, while having sponsorship with Ford. It's either going to have to be him because he's part owner in it or nothing at all. It'll have to stay the same. So um, I would look on some movement here in the next couple of weeks and we'll see this. And they're already floating this whole thing about the Joe Gibbs curse. I don't know what that all boils down to, but it's kind of that uh, same hint, I guess, with everybody thinking, hey, Uh, Kyle Busch left. Now we're about to lose Denny Hamlin and big news coming out this afternoon, uh, is that here we are getting ready to go to Daytona for this race. And Trevor, uh, Trevor Bain from out of Knoxville, Tennessee had a ride with Roush Fenway racing for a short time, uh, won the Daytona 500 driving for the Wood brothers. He is now, uh, going to race in a couple of races this season, Joe Gibbs Racing. Now I'm beginning to wonder, have they kind of just been prepping him to get him back into a car that we will see a career revival of Trevor Bain? I mean, he's been off, he's been in in several things, doing some things on NASCAR, especially on uh, Fox, uh, doing some things with NASCAR commentary and so forth in the studio. Uh, But mostly since he had kind of got out of racing, he hadn't fooled with anything except for running a coffee shop. And that was a coffee shop he and his wife set up in the Knoxville area. And I understand it's doing really well. They've expanded, but he still has had the itch to get back into racing. So that's big news coming up this weekend with them going to Daytona and racing on the high banks there at Daytona, that Trevor Bain going back, it seems like in his first race back, and he could have the possibility of showing pretty well on uh sunday or saturday night sunday when they race
1: there's a lot to digest there there's so much yeah. that is, is going on or maybe going on behind the scenes um right. uh as far as maybe starting with dodge um uh, dodge getting back in what uh you know what would that mean and get a new manufacturer coming in but of course in this environment where the cars are rather standardized how wh- what impact would that have uh on, on the circuit?
0: Well, you know, they're going to have to go with a car that really it's just going to be a nameplate that's going to be branded on the car because all the cars are pretty much the same. No way around it. I mean, you're an engine builder. You build everything according to NASCAR specifications. They're going to have to come up with something which I feel like would be in a way very close to what they have at the Dodge Challenger. I don't know if that will be the, the race car that they will choose um but you know that's what they've raced before they used to race the intrepid uh they uh raced something else but then the Dodge Challenger kind of came back and a lot of fans know that Richard Petty made a lot of impact driving in NASCAR with that uh, Dodge Challenger at one point so if they get back into racing um i think they're looking for the most comfortable opportunity they're going to have some kind of thing of where they know they're going to have a car design that's going to be similar to the Camaros and the Mustangs, because if you look at them, uh, they essentially look the same. They look like they're just one shape. Um, so they're going to have to come up with that. They're also going to have to be able to establish an engine builder, so to speak, for Dodge cars, you know, for Dodge engines, for these cars and so forth. And that's their name that's going on them. Um I think there's a lot of shuffling that's going on to see if this is really going to happen or not. Um, I think that you know Tony Stewart he may stay with Ford. I know Ford's tried to roll out the red carpet for him so many times to hold on to him, but you know don't rule out the possibility they may go back to Chevrolet. They might go to Chevrolet because they're losing a the Chevrolet team with uh, Legacy Motor Club. So you know Chevrolet's looking for for drivers right now. Toyota's looking for drivers. But I don't see a Toyota going uh, racing, drag racing, per se, after uh, Tony Stewart and his uh, wife have had so much success running Dodge this past season on the circuit in the NHRA. So I kind of feel like that's going to maybe stay there. I think that could happen. Now, as for I don't think I don't think Joe Gibbs Racing is going to leave Toyota. I don't think Toyota is going to leave the stable there whatsoever. But we're starting to see um, a change in power. Per se, if you want to call it that, because here they are. They're moving over to Legacy Motor Club after they drop Chevrolet. Um, could it be that the little bit of the luster off of the Joe Gibbs trophies and all these things that they've won before may be you know starting to tarnish a little bit and they may be looking for a new outlet? I don't know. It's a lot of things are still up in the air. Probably we'll we'll know more by the time we get into Bristol. There'll be some big announcements there because that's the last uh, that's one of the cutoffs for the playoffs. And they bring a lot of people in there and they have some big announcements that will come through. Uh, So that's what we're looking for. Probably an announcement sometime, maybe even after they get into the playoffs, when some of these teams are not going to be pressured so bad uh, to try to make uh, the championship. And that's when they'll make the announcements.
1: So Hamlin, if he were to go back, you to say go back he's never raced for twenty three eleven if he were to go to twenty three eleven, um who would that push out of twenty three eleven or would he just try to add one more one more team? He
0: would try to add one more team. and I think the question is that number ten, the charter uh, the number at least for the charter, as they call it in NASCAR, will be up from Tony Stewart racing. So they may lose that number. But then, again, he may turn around and take the number 10. They'll buy the charter, get it over to their team, and they'll go with that number. Um, I kind of don't foresee Joe Gibbs giving up that number 11 uh, you know, they've raced a whole year without Kyle Busch's number with the 18. Now I'm wondering, is that what Trevor Bain's going to be driving? I'm going to have to check it out. Is he going to be driving the 18 car when he gets to Daytona this coming weekend? We'll we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, that charter number is, is a big thing. And, and these charters that are going up for sale, um, they're expensive. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has said it you know i don't know if if i'm going to get into it right now at this time i'm going to have to have a lot of things in the right place in order for me to be able to for example race uh on the cup circuit but right now i'm kind of satisfied where i'm at and i kind of just don't like this controversy with all the stuff about the charters
1: okay we got that covered now for now at least we we've got a good handle on that now let's go back to where we were last weekend of course we're heading into Daytona for the last regular season race uh, coming up this weekend. William Byron, dominant at Watkins Glen. He's now a five-time winner this season. He's got to be a favorite to win the whole thing, uh, at least at this stage. And so he gets the win. That's part of the news. Also a big part of the news, who didn't get the wins, including a guy named Chase Elliott, who's still way on the outside looking in as far as a potential playoff berth is concerned. And there's only the one more race this weekend to sew up those playoff berths. So, uh, a lot of fallout coming from Watkins Glen and how things turn out there.
0: Yeah. And not to mention right here, Bubba Wallace has to finish above 13th place, has to finish the race and everything at Daytona, and he qualifies for his first out-and-out playoff spot. Now, um, there's going to be some pressure on him, there's going to be some pressure on that car to kind of stay clean during this racing uh, when they have at Daytona coming up this weekend. Um, Will I see, or will we see Bubba Wallace in the playoffs? Uh, Yeah, I think there's a possibility we will see him in the playoffs, but that still leaves that one playoff spot here that anybody could try to get in on. There's actually just one playoff spot left, and that's the one that Bubba Wallace is trying to vie for. But again, you mentioned Chase Elliott, Alex Bowman is out of this. Uh, He's been involved with it. Daniel Suarez, all they need is a win. If they get a win, they're in. Bubba is out. So, I mean, this is that last spot. And I hate to be in this situation. If I was Chase Elliott, I hate to be in this situation with my back thrown up against the wall saying that I have to win a race to get into the playoffs. It would be a great accomplishment for him. But I think it's you know odds are right now there are some things that's probably going to shuffle and change over in the offseason. could be starting with crew chiefs I don't know what they'll do but uh, you know if Chase doesn't make Chase Elliott doesn't make this um, I think some big changes are on the horizon at Hendrick Motorsports and they're even talking about Alex Bowman possibility of um, him, I think on his contract, he may be in the last year of a contract and, you know, he signed here recently, but I think it was a one-year extension. Um, it could be that he could be gone after that. We don't know what's going to end up happening as the season progresses on, but you know, those guys and including Daniel Suarez of all things, uh, Daniel Suarez is wondering where he's going to be at because, uh, his contract is going to be up. And then you have uh, Gisbergen coming back in again, the talk of him, and Trackhouse wants to hold on to him. They don't want somebody else to get him, and rightly so. I mean, he dominated the race at Chicago when he came in and won that race, and he's had a little bit of a learning curve to the Oval. Um yeah I I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to let him go and stuff he shows the most potential of anybody the big thing is will he be able to get out of his supercars contract which he says that he will be able to he wants to come full time racing here to NASCAR in 2024 so we'll just have to wait and see on that
1: too as far as Chase Elliott's concerned the idea that he may not make the playoffs um the only thing i can think equivalent in in any other sport um, because I was going through my head there, like, what would it be? The Yankees not making the playoffs? Nah, baseball's a tough sport to to be good in every year. You know, you start going down a list, and the only thing I can think is maybe Alabama having a bad season in, in college football. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, that's about it. You're right. I mean, Alabama having a terrible season. But, you know, Alabama fans are, you know, if they have two losses on the season, they think the whole season's trashed.
1: Yeah, They don't <laughs>
0: care. I mean, that's the way they are and stuff. And they think that, oh, The season, write it off and everything. We're not going to win a national championship. Well, we'll be back next year and we'll hit them like hell is what we'll do. I mean, you know, that's kind of what you're talking about here. And Chase Elliott with this, you know, he was in position. I mean, he was in position at one point. He could have jumped into this whole fray and got into this playoff thing, and he wouldn't have had to worry about that second-place finish that he had. I know he's kicking himself over and over at Brickyard for coming in second place on that, but it's not exactly just him driving. It's all the components of the team. And somebody has dropped the ball somewhere along the line that, you know, you see Kyle Larson, William Byron leading now with five wins on the season, most of anybody in the circuit. Um, It kind of makes you scratch your head and wonder where – where all this is going with this multi-car teams and stuff? Are there haves and have-nots, or do the haves that used to have all this stuff become the have-nots after a while? When somebody gets hot on the have-not list and moves up to the haves, I mean, it kind of makes you scratch your head and wonder. I've I've wondered that about Hendrick Motorsports, and you know, they say it's an equal thing, but um, you know, sometimes it feels like. They've got more momentum on two other teams than they do the two other teams that we expect to be kind of in the playoffs. And uh, we've expected them there. They've had four cars in the playoffs before, but this is going to be different, only having two cars if Chase Elliott doesn't make it this weekend.
1: So uh, as far as William Byron's concerned, dominant performance. He he didn't win the first stage, but he dominated the last two. um, Didn't even have anybody close to him in the third stage um and this is his first win on a road course so i mean um you wouldn't have predicted this going into the race uh talk about his afternoon
0: oh his afternoon i mean i don't think he could have done any wrong uh if he did make any mistakes or anything uh he's not going to talk about them because you know right now that team's just flowing that team is just moving along but now you've got other teams that um some of these cars have ran well at road courses before and i think if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, it was Austin Dillon and somebody having a little bit of a brush up in the in the pits after uh, the race on uh, Sunday at Watkins Glen. They because of contact and somebody spinning Austin Dillon out, and he kind of had some choice words for his guy. But uh, yeah here we are. I mean, this whole thing with William Byron has just shown that he's kind of matured. He's come along as a driver, especially with Hendrick. Uh, Hendrick has stayed with him. Um, He's one of that younger, younger generation of drivers that has made the transition over to this sport and has done so quite well. Um, he's He's had some good breaks and he's taken advantage of those breaks. And I'll say this. I think he's been great when he's raced in racing. I think that's where he's gotten a lot of his, you know, kind of his teeth. He's got his teeth. He's kind of sharpened them up, and that's how he's become a, a better driver. And, you know, I think the thing that happened last year when Joey Logano bumped him at, at Darlington, I think that kind of turned him around a little bit more, thinking, I've got to be a little bit more aggressive. I've got to punch, and I've got to try really hard to win these races. And... Like you said, no one would have expected him to run and win a road course like he did at Watkins Glen, but he did so. So surprise, surprise, folks, this is how it goes. Uh, you just don't know who's gonna win on a on a given course wherever you race week to week. I mean, we may have somebody that's more of a road course person, AJ Almanegger. He may come in and win a win an oval race. I don't know what will happen.
1: So you mentioned, Rod, that uh right now, Bubba Wallace sitting in 16th very precariously, though. He's not sewn anything up. There were two guys, two teams who uh, sewed up playoff berths uh, with Byron winning and thus, you know, no new winner able to jump mm-hmm. anybody else. Uh Kevin Harvick, Brad Kozlowski, uh, both uh, punching their tickets for the playoffs.
0: Right. And you know it's a it's another good commentary for Brad Keselowski because Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing has really made a statement this year more so with Chris Buescher and the wins that he's gotten but it shows that that team has kind of lifted itself up out of the doldrums and as bad as they'd been performing the last year Uh, Who would have thought this team would be back into it? And Keselowski likes his chances here into the playoffs. If they can go stay clean, stay out of trouble, uh, they could be there. If they can make it all the way through to the cuts, they could be in the championship. And then the other one's Kevin Harvick. Uh, I think it's a great way for Kevin Harvick to end the regular season. He's locked. He doesn't have to worry about anything. This is final season as he gets ready to retire. Um, I think it's, I think it's perfect. It's fitting for Kevin Harvick. We'll see more come out of Kevin Harvick. I think now by the time we get to Darlington in the playoffs, uh, you know, he, he rides rough when he's down at Bristol too. He will dominate. He will push you out of the way because he loves short track racing. Uh, he loves short track racing so much. In fact, he and Dale Earnhardt Jr. bought into a uh, touring se- a series, here with, I think, another driver or two, uh, the car series, and uh, he's enjoying every minute of that, and then he's enjoyed some time, I think, racing also on this uh, Tony Stewart uh, superstar racing experience. Um, He's enjoyed that time of what he's done, but I think this is big for him. Uh, He's locked himself in, really doesn't have anything to worry about, not uh, one of those things of I have to race to get in it. He has been consistent all season, just hasn't gotten the win. But I think we may see more out of him coming up in September.
1: So, Rob, we talked about Chase Elliott and how disappointing it would be for a a, a driver with his cachet to not uh, make the playoffs. And, and, of course, he's a 2020, a 2020 champion. Um, he's, he's had several good seasons the last few years. Uh, Bubba Wallace, we talked about him a little bit. He's not made a playoff yet. Um, he might be, I mean, you know, Daniel Suarez, AJ Almendinger, Alex Bowman, or guys, Ty Gibbs, are, they're also in, in that, um, uh, in the race right now, certainly, um, as guys who could, who could overtake Wallace, uh, for that 16th and final spot. But Wallace might be the biggest name guy, uh, who has not been in a playoff. I mean, it might not even be arguable that he's the biggest name guy, uh, who has not made a playoff yet. How disappointing would it be for him? Um, if he, um, gets passed and is left out on the outside looking in again. I think it's going to be a big
0: disappointment for him because they have stayed consistently like Kevin Harvick and like Brad Keselowski. They have stayed consistent through the season. Even when you thought that they were out, they weren't going to be able to get back into a race. They would fight, get back into the race. And that's what they would end up doing. Um, I I just think it would be a big disappointment for Bubba Wallace and also for 2311 Motorsports um, because, they put a lot behind this guy. They put a lot behind bubble walls and folks, you know, one way or another, given the controversies and things that have kind of swirled around him, you know, whether or not he flipped the bird on Fox News or Fox TV, Fox sports coverage of, of the race, that time um, his attitude and how he has been sometimes in the, uh, in post-race interviews or even pre-race interviews. Um, he's kind of given a persona that he is, you know, for short, lack of a better term, he's a jerk. That's what a lot of people think of him. Um, I think he's desperately trying to prove that he belongs in that 16-team playoff and that they've got a shot with it. Um, he's been quiet here as of late. He's 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 mouthed. He said some things, but I think it's been something that's been uh, okay. It's been consistent, you know, backing it up. It's not been a a crybaby sort of attitude about things he's stated it the way it is. So if he makes it, uh, you know, more power to him, he'll be, you know, more than anything else, he'll be the first black driver in NASCAR that's made the playoffs out of this whole thing. And he'll be contending for that, uh, for that championship. But uh, that would be a great, uh, great feather in his cap. to Just get that playoff nod and get that in. And then also move on through the playoffs because I think this team's got some possibilities it's just a matter of how bad does this team want it that's what it's going to boil down to
1: it should be fun for the for us watching on tv people who are there in person this weekend just because okay the the challenge if you're if you're trying to work your way in win your way in uh to the playoff field here is all right i want to be aggressive but i've also got to be around at the end so Um, I mean, I can't imagine the pressure that those racers, those drivers are going to be under, uh, you know, when they're when they're out there at Daytona, uh, because those are two very different um, approaches. I mean, you know, you you want to be aggressive. You want to be around at the end. So I don't know. How do you balance all that out? uh, You know, in a sort of winner takes all kind of scenario, it feels like. Yeah,
0: it's it's tough. And I, you know, I think that's what makes the NASCAR playoffs that much more intriguing. Um, You know, it's it's one of those things of in baseball, you know, you hate to say goodbye to somebody. But, you know, we'll be back next year. That is if, you know, all the trades and everything goes well in spring training and so forth. Uh, But, you know, how do you do this? How do you maintain that kind of uh, composure on a weekend and week out basis? for what, 36, 39 weeks that you're racing, the NFL can't even do that. The NFL can't do that. Major League Baseball, you know, they've got over a hundred games is what they, you know, specialize in and so forth. But, you know, they really don't matter until they start getting down to the stretch here in well, July, August into September, that's when it really matters for them for NASCAR It happens from the start of the season used to it wasn't that way it was just hey just maintain consistency and if we get into the playoffs we'll get into the playoffs and everything will look good but that's not the way it works in NASCAR now with this tight point system the way it is you have to be consistent on a weekend and week out basis and if you do have something go wrong with you a DNF or something. You've got a chance to rebound back, but if you do that for two or three races, that's going to really mess you up on down the line of whether or not you're going to get into the playoffs or not.
1: And I love the way the system rewards winners, Um, and so that adds another element this weekend, too, because you mentioned earlier Bubba Wallace, if he finishes 13th or better, assuming no one of, behind him wins so right. uh you know he so he wants to run well he wants to win but if he doesn't win he wants to finish you know in the top 13 certainly top 10 top five uh but then he's going to be on the lookout for one of those other guys sneaking around and, and taking the checkered flag so um yeah man it's, that's that's you know and, and it's great you know from a from a tv scheduling standpoint it's prime time saturday night um, football season starts next weekend, for the most part. There's a couple college games this weekend, but nothing of import. Um, you know, so Saturday night primetime, the 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 eyes and ears and everything else will be paying attention to what's going on. um The pressure's there. um So I I, I guess we can look for a, a you know foot to the floor, balls of the wall kind of racing this weekend from from uh, a bunch of teams. Yeah, that's what I expect. I expect it's going to be that way and it's going
0: to be uh it's going to be definitely balls to the wall on this one because I mean there's just no other way around it. It's it's you come prepared, you come ready to race and if you just sit there and you're going to be Mr. Consistency and I'll stay in the middle of the pack and wait for the big one to happen, no. I think the big one could happen very early. We could have another big one about midway and we could have an even bigger one By the end, if some of these cars can stay together in it, you know, if if Bubba Wallace is in it till the end of it and we get to this situation, bam. Oh, you got to watch out. He will move cars out of the way to get to that front till he can get that. Make sure he's going to get that playoff spot.
1: You talk about, too, I mean, if there's a late race restart last 10 laps, last five laps. Oh, my God, they're going to be lined up and they're going to be knocked. It's going to be demolition derby out there.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. And some of these teams, it's there'll be somebody that's out there and says, hey, I've got nothing else to lose. Let's go and knock him out of the race and stuff just because he bumped me or rubbed me the wrong way during the regular season. I'll have a chance to get back at him. You've got people that's really uh, right now that could be spoilers in this whole thing. There are a, a big group of spoilers, and hey, take it into consideration. There's things that's personal against some of these drivers, and some of them are going to just show what they've got and say, if I have a chance to knock him out, I'm going to knock him out of the race.
1: Daytona International Speedway, uh, Saturday night, 7 o'clock on NBC. And, uh, of course, follow us here on Augusta Free Press. We'll keep you up to date throughout the race, and then Rod and I will get back together next week and break it all down. Rod, as always, thank you for your time. Appreciate it, Chris. Thank
0: you.